My name is Padraig Tuma, and at the moment I'm living in New York again and the other day I was walking back to my apartment and I saw a pigeon, a fairly ugly pigeon, flying down, picking up a small twig and taking it away. I thought of that pigeon making a nest. There was just something so ordinary about it. Of course it's going to see a twig and use it for its nest. There was nothing amazing about it. I didn't come away going, oh my God, spring's coming. But I noticed it and I carried it with me for days and I still think about it and I wonder where else did that pigeon find twigs from all around the city for the nest and where is the nest? Small moments like that. It's not about the transcendent breaking into things. It's just about noticing something small, something forgettable. And somehow the things that stay with you that are small and forgettable can build up a little landscape of a day. Present Moment by Sharif Shanahan All day I think about what to do with the day. I walk down the street for a coffee and to think about what to do after that. On the table, someone before me has left a little saucer of salt with a wooden spoon like a tiny oar in white sand. In time, I walk back to my apartment. When I turn the key in the front gate at the bottom of the steep staircase leading up to our door, my left eyelid twitches twice. Inside, I know there are things I want to do with Monday. They levitate in the field of view my mind makes, opening like fireflies or those old yellow lanterns along the perimeter of a yard. My mother calls from New York. Tomorrow is the last day of Ramadan and I should be sure to call her to say Eid Mubarak, which I will forget to do for at least two days. I hang up and scroll through my camera roll. One distant lover, then a second, then a third, then a shadow passes over the window. San Francisco grey on the back side of the building where my windows face, though on the front side moments earlier the sun touched everything enough to heat it a little, to burn it a little, an oar. My roommate's dog licks my ankle and I dress for the gym, though I have no interest in staring at a wall for 45 minutes while running suspended in the air beside all the gays I never could connect with despite my love of sex. I leave my apartment and go to the mall. I buy two dress shirts and a pair of slacks, then leave, then go back in to buy a pair of gym shorts. In the bathroom, I know men who have shame, or like a rush, or both hawk the stalls looking for trade, or stand at a urinal waiting for something to happen, for someone to come take them away from themselves. I ride the escalator up and down. Am I really 35? What time is it? There's a serious question about what is the present moment, because as soon as you've thought about the present moment, it's past. And so really we dwell in history that's just departed from us, as well as history that's present with us from generations and centuries that we carry in us, as well as then the future, if the future exists or the possibility or the hope or the imagination of the future. So the present moment is continually evading us. And there seems to me to be something about somebody asking questions at the age of 35 saying, is this it? Is this really what it's meant to be? 
it seems to me like this is a day off. Certainly there's no talk about going to work. And so it does seem to me to be a day off, time for the gym, time to go for coffee, time to make a phone call, time to think about going to the gym and time to go shopping. And also then going up and down in the escalator and a certain kind of open-ended question about what's going on? Is this it? Who am I? What am I supposed to do? Is this normal for 35? What is the world supposed to give me? What am I supposed to give the world? Whenever it's my birthday, my father kind of announces to me what era of my life I'm in. And when I turned 47, he said to me, I'd say now you're absolutely, definitely in early, late 40s. I was like, thanks very much, Dad. And I like those yearly reminders. And partly when he says that to me, he's reminding himself that he's got a son who's in his early, late 40s. And I'm number three of six. So there's others, too. I think he's kind of trying to face himself while facing me. And I can see in this poem that it's somebody facing themselves. I ride the escalator up and down. Am I really 35? What time is it? 35 in terms of a vast span of age, it seems like. Half a 70. And then what time is it now? Time is doing so many different things in the poem. And always there's this question in this poem about what's happening right now, right this moment. What can I see in front of me? My left eyelid twitches twice paying attention to those small moments not to say they're transcendent but just to say they happened a present moment right here poem functions in a certain sense like a map of a day and a map of a person's experience of a day, both the internal experience and the questions, as well as what they're observing, as well as where they go. And there's a lot of places mentioned in the poem, coffee place, the table, the walk back to the apartment and the gate and the key to the gate too, the steep staircase, then being inside the apartment. And then there's a reference to New York and the phone that connects and memory too opens us up to another kind of place and the place of the body especially when the dog licks the ankle and the place of the body in sex as well, because sex is a present experience of place in this poem. And in a way, sex is an experience of the present moment, but it's far from him on this day. And so there seems to be this lament going to the bathroom, saying this is a place where some people might hawk for sex, but then kind of saying while he's running suspended in the air or resisting running suspended in the air around all the gays I never could connect with, despite my love of sex. The word there that strikes me in this really interesting line is connect. What does it mean to connect with yourself, with other people, with what's happening for you in your time and in your world right now, with your day off, with where you're at in your life? All of these lines of the poem have underneath them this question about what does it mean to connect? I have been so struck each time I've read this poem about the oar, because it's mentioned twice. Early at the start, on the table, someone before me has left a little saucer of salt with a wooden spoon, like a tiny oar in white sand. And then later on, when he's speaking about the light, he says, moments earlier, the sun touched everything enough to heat it a little, to burn it a little. An oar. 
my roommate's dog licks my ankle and it dressed for the gym and that sentence goes on and it builds and builds and builds on itself. It's easy to forget what's come beforehand, which is scrolling through a phone, looking at one, two, three distant lovers and then a shadow passes over the window, almost like some kind of foreboding. He's saying that he's in San Francisco grey, even though just a moment before the sunlight's been out. Is this a hinge point at life? Is this somebody wondering what's time and what am I in time? And what is it like for me to now be the age that I thought other people were at and they were old or too old or they should have done this or should have done that? And then he mentions an or. What is that or? Is it an or looking for its mate? Is it an or that's meant to be able to use you to, in your vessel, get away from where you're at? The ore is almost like some symbol to say, get me out of here, help me move on. And then he's thinking, what about all the gays I never could connect with despite my love of sex? Again, there's this question about, am I alone? Am I with somebody? Do I want to be? How is time working in me at this age of my life? This poem has a quiet poignancy to it, a gentle melancholy. It's not devastating. It's not a crisis. It's also not saying, oh, here's the present moment and the extraordinary burst through the ordinary. It's just saying, here's a day which, in a certain sense, might be utterly forgettable. Nothing surprising happens during the day. And he's not trying to make anything surprising happen during the day. He's paying attention to ordinariness. And I love that mood of the poem, therefore. There's so many parts of our life that are just ordinary. If somebody said to you later on, what did you do this morning? You might go, God, I can't remember. Nothing particular. And what he's done is he's taken a day like that and listed them out and shown that this too is the stuff of poetry. What does it mean to be present in the moment? And how is it that you come to terms with yourself, whatever age you are when you're present at that moment and whatever kind of ordinary, unremarkable day you might be having? This isn't an invitation to say the beautiful is happening everywhere. It's just an invitation to say, notice. Present Moment by Sharif Shanahan All day I think about what to do with the day. I walk down the street for a coffee and to think about what to do after that. On the table, someone before me has left a little saucer of salt with a wooden spoon like a tiny oar in white sand. In time, I walk back to my apartment. When I turn the key in the front gate at the bottom of the steep staircase leading up to our door, my left eyelid twitches twice. Inside, I know there are things I want to do with Monday. They levitate in the field of view my mind makes, opening like fireflies or those old yellow lanterns along the perimeter of a yard. My mother calls from New York. Tomorrow is the last day of Ramadan and I should be sure to call her to say Eid Mubarak, which I will forget to do for at least two days. 
I hang up and scroll through my camera roll. One distant lover, then a second, then a third. Then a shadow passes over the window. San Francisco grey on the back side of the building where my windows face, though on the front side, moments earlier, the sun touched everything enough to heat it a little, to burn it a little, an ore. My roommate's dog licks my ankle and I dress for the gym, though I have no interest in staring at a wall for 45 minutes while running suspended in the air beside all the gays I never could connect with despite my love of sex. I leave my apartment and go to the mall. I buy two dress shirts and a pair of slacks, then leave, then go back in to buy a pair of gym shorts. In the bathroom, I know men who have shame or like a rush or both hawk the stalls looking for trade or stand at a urinal waiting for something to happen, for someone to come take them away from themselves. I ride the escalator up and down. Am I really 35? What time is it? Present moment comes from Sharif Shanahan's book, Trace Evidence. Thank you to Tin House Press, who gave us permission to use Sharif's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Gautam Shrikishan, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, Lucas Johnson. Amy Chatelaine, Keila Edwards, Anissa Hale, and me, Chris Hegel. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikishan and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. Open your world to poetry with us by subscribing to our Substack newsletter. You may also enjoy Padraig's new book, Poetry Unbound, 50 Poems to Open Your World. For links and to find out more, visit poetryunbound.org. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.